Regular consumers of this podcast probably know that I am a Twin Peaks fanatic. That subject has come up several times. So when I saw that singer, songwriter, pianist, guitarist Rachel Brashear was doing a concert of Twin Peaks music with her band, along with performances by Jenny Conley and also Wisteria Lodge at Alberta Abbey on Saturday, March 5th, well, there you go. Of course, Rachel does more than Twin Peaks music, much more. We'll follow her winding road from Oklahoma to Portland. She's one of several couples who both make music. In her case, partner her partner plays bass with her. Let's meet Rachel Brashear. Nice to meet you, Rachel. Hi, nice to meet you. I like having people on that I've never met before. Yeah, it's exciting. It's fun, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I saw I saw the ad for the Twin Peaks show, and I have to tell you, I had I think it was Sarah Tiedemann from Third Angle. I, I think it was her. It could have been somebody else, but I think it was her. And we were doing this whole, you know, what is Third Angle doing new and what's happening and all that stuff. And and all of a sudden, somebody mentioned Twin Peaks. <laughs> And that's all we talked about for the rest of the podcast was Twin Peaks because you know I'm I'm, I'm a, I, I've seen season three about five times all eighteen episodes mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, you know uh, my 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 good friend I would call my good friend Art Levine in in, in he's in D C after each episode we would talk about it and then we would talk about the the uh, the, the podcast uh, uh, re, you know the discussions of anyway. Uh, <laughs> It has had a tremendous effect on me. Not so much you? Uh, no, I mean, it has. It's interesting. Like, I had a similar experience where um, I had seen it as a kid. You know, uh-huh. I'm old enough to remember it being on TV, but not getting it. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and then rewatched it when the third season came out in preparation. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch the whole thing. You did, huh? Nice. So, and now I've seen it more than once. And then I have a. <laughs> friend that I play music with and we used to um, be co-workers as well teaching music and he's like the most obsessed person I've ever met which <laughs> so he and I are like, kind of like you and your friend where we would you know we're like, think about this but he he goes deep <laughs> yeah, he goes yeah. Deep, you know I've I've gone deep enough to like read some of the uh, Twin Peaks wiki stuff and start to get into it but I'm also the type that doesn't want to just read someone else's whole take, you know, I want to experience uh, it, yeah, yeah. you know, so I'm a little hesitant to like mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. too deep into these conspiracy theories about it because I don't want anybody to spoil anything. I want to discover it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like the, I like people's uh, takes on it because I'm stupid and I don't understand it at all. I'm not saying I understand it, but yeah. it, it's not even a, a matter of intellect, I think. Yeah. To understand it, it's so much more than that, you know. Well, since we're near the top and, and people haven't had a chance to turn it off yet, um, <laughs> tell me about this show. So my band and I kind of goes back like this show is we're throwing it ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. We've done some Twin Peaks type things in the past because we were asked to, and we we're like, oh yeah, um, just mm-hmm. my style, my songwriting, and the band sounds very. Oh, I- yeah, I noticed that. Um, so it seemed very natural, and we were more than happy to do it. We've done an event um, at a really great venue called the Steep and Thorny Way to Heaven, which I don't know if they're still active at all after COVID, but yeah. it was theater and dance and 
really interesting performance. And then we played some music, including some original music. And at that mm-hmm. show, people were like, I don't even know which songs were yours and which songs were from the show. And <laughs> it was really great. I thought, man, I really I never realized how the music from that show was something that it was like the aesthetic that I strove for, I guess, mm-hmm. or strived, whatever the word is. So we did that. We were asked to do another small event, and then we had just been planning. Said we got to just throw our own event. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, do it our way. And then the other band that's playing, Wisteria Lodge, contacted us when they saw mm-hmm. we were doing some Twin Peaks type thing, and they mm-hmm. are very much in the whole style of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. All of their original music as well, I think, is so. It just kind of came together, and. Um, mm-hmm. We're excited. We've never played at the Alberta Abbey, but it's really beautiful there. So. Yeah, 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 it really is. So how much is going to be Twin Peaks music and how much is going to be yours? So we're the the headlining act, and we're doing mm-hmm. only Twin Peaks music. Oh. So we, we you know, in the past, we've combined some of my original material in, but we just started adding songs. We're like, oh, well, we got to do this song. We got to do that song until we were like, that's a full set. We don't need to do one or two departures that are my own songs necessarily. Since um, yeah. Jenny Conley's doing her own thing um, mm-hmm. in the show, accordion music. And then Wisteria Lodge is mixing some music from the, the show mm-hmm. and the movie with originals. But we are going to be exclusively Twin Peaks music. You know, I was DJing at the Joe Bar one time, and during during the run of the third third season, and for some reason, I don't know why, probably because nobody was listening, I played the theme, and everything stopped, yeah. and the entire room changed. <laughs> it's powerful. Yes. So People hard. looked over at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but you know what? People like it. It's like... As yeah. weird as it is, people, it, like, speaks to them. They're like, oh, I love this. I love the way it makes me feel, you know? Or not. <laughs> well, I don't know. If people don't like it, I, you know, we don't have to go there. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily make you feel good, but it makes you feel something, that's for sure. Yes. Well, a feeling that maybe isn't best described just as good, but is still pleasing in its, in its tension. You know, that's what I love about the music is that... It creates something that's satisfying, but also so tense at the same yeah. time, which is very hard to do. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it was written by a little Italian guy from New Jersey. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> which I identify with. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell me about your band. So um, I've been performing for a very my whole life, basically, mm-hmm. and I've had the same bass player for about. Um, since before we moved to Portland, so I don't know, eight eight years or so. Wow. And my, he's my partner, Aaron. He plays upright. Uh-huh. So um, he wears hats like me. Sometimes he wears hats. Yes. <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a lot of videos wearing really nice hats. Yes, he has the one excellent <laughs> hat in particular that he wears. Um, so he's a you know a big part of my sound um, since he started playing with me. Mm-hmm. And then my drummer is named Rivka, Rivka Ross, and she's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I met her at a jam at Clyde's Prime Rib. Wow, was it a Ron Steen jam? <laughs> yeah, in like wow. 2016, 
17, yeah. maybe. She had just moved back to Portland from living in California in L.A. She went to music school there. She's a great jazz drummer. Excellent. But but loves all styles. Um, mm-hmm. But she's been playing with me since then, on and off. I've had um, a couple different you know band members, but she's a consistent member because she's so excellent. And mm-hmm. and then my friend Maxwell William, who I met through a job where we taught music together. Mm. He plays drums, but he also has started playing guitar, and he's the one who's obsessed with Twin Peaks, like awesome. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, there's my, your dog. Um, <laughs> so he seems to like you. Yes, this is my dog <laughs> Mose. Um, but Max is the one who's really like always a creative force behind the Twin Peaks stuff because ah. it's like his obsession almost. <laughs> um, so he's playing guitar, which is really crucial because, you know, all this music has that great, really dreamy tremolo guitar stuff. Yeah. Which yeah, my yeah, yeah. always have guitar uh-huh. play, but it's a really great addition. And will you be playing key- keyboards? Yes, I'll be playing keys. And we also have a guest coming in to play saxophone. Um, out of town, but his name is Brad Carter. He's an excellent musician, so he's going to uh-huh. be covering a lot of stuff. Our idea is that we're trying, you know, we're playing stuff as true as we can to the original, but in a live band settings, you know, so mm-hmm. you have to rework stuff. We want it to, to be really be a, a live experience where you're feeling the music and it's not all just synthesizers, but mm-hmm. reading the sounds in a way that really is like all encompassing, you know? Mm hmm. Well, it is all-encompassing, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Geez, uh, I, I was I, I was listening, I was watching some of your videos. I was I was thinking, I bet I, I bet Rachel would like to have played at the at the Roadhouse. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like I find the particular, I love the Julie Cruz stuff, obviously, because I yeah. I have the same kind of voice as what she uses on on all the Twin Peaks stuff. So it's just like mm-hmm. such a perfect fit. And it's spooky, and I'm just like, yeah, that's my vibe. Like, every gig I play, that's pretty much what I want it to be like. <laughs> so do you, do, you have, do, you have, do you think you freak people out that way? No. I mean, I don't think it's oh. visually – well, I don't know. I guess you'd have to ask other people that question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's maybe unnerving. I think my music is – my original music sometimes is emotionally – it's got that same tension uh-huh. and um, melancholy with an edge, I guess it's a mm-hmm. good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who do you think, Who? <laughs> what was her name? Uh, the, um, the evil presence, what was her name? Come on. Um, the big evil presence that... Uh, Bob? <laughs> no, 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 no. The one who brought Bob in. Bob's oh, mom. Oh, I don't Judy. Judy. Jow Day. Yes. Jow Day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really nice when Bob got smashed to pieces, wasn't it? That was very satisfying. I wasn't sure if I would yeah. like it or not, but it had to happen, I think. Yeah, yeah. My dogs are going to make some crazy sounds. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's okay. That's what they. That's what dogs do. Yeah, they want attention. They're, they're jealous. Okay, <laughs> right. go for it. Um, we, 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 I can't talk to you about Twin Peaks without talking about episode 18. 
Okay. When the, the atom bomb went off. Yes. And the Pendereski. Yes. And <laughs> and the lady, the lady holding up the go, the globe. Yeah, that was the episode where I was like, I thought I kind of knew what was going on. <laughs> so that one I was like, okay. But sometimes it's like there's all this lore to it, but sometimes also yeah. it's just so beautiful that it's almost like you don't need to be describing what's happening in the storyline. It's the visuals, the art of the music and the sounds and the visuals are what's happening. You know what I mean? Until the wood, woodsman starts crushing skulls in yeah, the radio station. Yeah, that part's intense. <laughs> that part's very intense. It scares me a little bit. As a, as a radio guy, that really got to me because I've, I've you know, a lot of times, mo most of my career I've worked in stations where I was the only, because I worked at night, I was the only guy in the entire building. Oh my God, yes. So when he walks in <laughs> I, yeah, and starts crushing people's skulls. I went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, that part took me by a storm. I was like, wow, this is very intense. <laughs> so um, how did you how did you choose the, 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 the tunes that you're going to play? Um, well, we'd already been doing some, you know, mm -hmm. in live settings, like the, the classic, the, the theme and... Um, couple of the other things and then we like of course max brought in some ideas and mm -hmm. i listened through and i knew i wanted to definitely do stuff that had the julie cruz vocals but not mm -hmm. i didn't want it to be only julie cruz you know yeah. just yeah. like her there's a lot of instrumental stuff in there that's great um so it was kind of a group effort in picking stuff i you know i picked which julie cruz songs i thought um were popular enough, but also a couple that maybe are a little more, um, uh, what's the term, just like deeper cuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and balancing as well, like intensity or tempo, so it's not all just one kind of song. Mm -hmm. So we're doing like the song from The Pink Room. Oh, yes. Intense and... Totally different. Sorry. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this is my woof. daily life. Woof, 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 woof. Okay, okay. Woof, woof. It's okay. <laughs> my dogs oh, these streets, so they like to bark at every dog walking by. <laughs> uh, so you know like pink room very guitar driven totally different from the yeah. stuff so yeah. and, <laughs> he's trying to get out the window yeah he's trying to do his dog job here yeah it's okay what about the music of agent tammy um so <laughs> i don't know is she she doesn't do any performances on the show right I don't think so. No. no. But she, so, isn't, she, isn't she in that band? What's the band? She's in a band. I've it. looked it up in the past. Yeah, I can't think of it because I'm stupid. I told you I was stupid. Wasn't Because she was a musician before and then that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What an idiot. I'm such an idiot. I'm so bad at remembering. Oh, boy. I know. But I, I have a better excuse. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, um, I have listened to like a couple of, of the songs, but I thought things like do you that. Do, do, you, do you do Laura's theme? Of course. 
of course. Of course, I know. I'm just, I had to ask, though. That and falling are, you know, the two yeah. you just can't not do. Everything right. else is kind of, you can pick and choose a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it too much and, you know, give the whole set away because I want people to be surprised, I think. Yes. By yeah. something. Well, the thing is, those tunes are so evocative, you can't help it. Mm -hmm. They just do it to you. you yeah. know? It's true. It's so true. <laughs> well, where did you move here from? So I am from Oklahoma. If you, you don't sound like you're from over Oklahoma. Well, I, I was born there. My family was from there and other places throughout the South. And mm -hmm. my parents were musicians. So we uh, we moved a lot, kind of like, um, you know, military brats only. We were musicians kids. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, you know, <clears throat> Branson, Missouri, which is like a music town. My parents were... Uh, musicians there and, and various places. So I went back there in um, 2012 to go to a music school, uh -huh. a contemporary music college. So start, it started by the Flaming Lips and their huh. CEO and everything. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and when I was there, I was looking for an upright bass player, and that's where I met Aaron, who um, went to school there as well. His parents lived there. So that's kind of a weird... Even though I'm born, I was born there. I went to school there. I don't necessarily. I didn't live there most of my life. I guess is a good way to put it. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we decided to move to a new place and kind of narrowed it down and thought, well, let's try Portland. Let's see. And we we love it here. Yeah, Portland eight years ago was a great place to to move to. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I moved here in '97 from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So, uh, was the piano your first instrument? Kind of. Um, my parents gave uh, my siblings and I piano lessons when we were like four or five, just a little introduction. Uh -huh. um, my mom kind of played piano. My mom's a bass player. My dad's a guitar uh -huh. player. So we also learned a little guitar when we were little kids. Um, but my first serious instrument was the violin, if you can imagine. Wow. Yeah, sure. played that for a long time. And um, huh. as a teen... In the 90s, I just, it wasn't cool. I didn't, you know, I couldn't do it in, in a band in the way that I wanted. Couldn't write the kind of songs I wanted. I couldn't sing at the same uh -huh. time. So I kind of graduated to piano and guitar and play both of them equally, I would say. But um, I'm probably better at piano, so <laughs> fall back <laughs> on that. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, gotcha. Um, I, I, there was, I, I read a, 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 a piece on your website that you, which said that you made a, a kind of a, a, a big change in your music at, at some point. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I do that a lot, though. I think, <laughs> I think as an artist, you're obligated to yeah. evolve a lot. But I was doing more rock focus. I mean, mm -hmm. I was guitar. When I was in college, guitar was my uh, focus when I started. And I was playing more like a rock trio kind of thing. Grunge? Um, Kind of grungy, you know, because I'm a kid of the 90s. Went to high school yeah. in the 90s, so I love grunge. Um, but definitely I was trying to push those boundaries a lot. And mm -hmm. I'd always play piano, but I just never had the right band and the right hmm. um, venues to do these songs that I'd been writing. So I mm -hmm. was like, you know, now's the time. I found a, a producer who I met through my school who's really wonderful and worked with me on putting together, planning out the album, recorded it mostly live at the 
UCO Jazz Lab, which is like the college in Oklahoma City. That's mm-hmm. a program, and it's a venue and a recording studio. And we did that there, and it was a departure in a way, but you know, also there's guitar on it too. So it's kind of like I don't know. Mm-hmm. People look at the instrumentation and think, oh, this is so different. So you know, sometimes people say, oh, it's such a departure, but it, it's still me. You yeah. know, it's still yeah. my songs, and there's still it's like they're still in the same vein. It, mm-hmm. Because there's upright bass, all of a sudden people are like, oh, it must be jazzy or something. You know, <laughs> not really, but that people like some some kind of label they can understand it by, you know what I mean? Oh, that bass makes your song so rich. Yeah, I love it. It really does. It really does. I, I feel like I never want to ever go back to electric bass. Yeah. Just because yeah. I love it. Well, how do you, how do you handle the, the is it the, the guitar part? The theme for the uh, of, of uh, in, in the, the Twin Peaks theme. Mm-hmm. Falling. Yeah. 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 Max yeah. plays that. He. I don't want to give away all of his um, secrets, okay. but he has a. He was before he would bring more than one guitar, and he would bring a baritone guitar or whatever. Oh yeah. But now he has a really nice pedal that he can actually Ooh. use. Get some of those really low deep tones. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. got the whole thing set up. You know. Um, just so I'm sure if he were here, he could talk for a couple hours about his, <laughs> his pedal board situation just for the yeah. sound. But yeah. he's got it. He's got it down. Will you have a, uh, a, uh, a an acoustic piano or electric piano at, at the gig? I'll have a keyboard, my Korg keyboard, okay. like yeah. vintage one that has a mm-hmm. great road sounds because, nice. as you know, a lot of the Twin Peaks music has roads in it. Or absolutely electronic keyboards and yeah. there's that great video on youtube of angelo Badalamenti talking yes. about writing it about writing yes it. i've seen that it's great on the old kind of rickety uh, yeah. roads keyboard so that's kind of what we're going towards with the tones a lot we you know we uh-huh. don't have all the complete lush synth stuff happening but we have all the key elements mm-hmm. as and as rich as we can get it oh boy is it true that, that you own a, a latke cart? Yes. That's so <laughs> you know, good. The the all of the the lockdown and COVID stuff just really hit musicians hard. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it hit everybody hard. But I I was teaching and my partner was doing live sound and events and things like that. All of that just went up in smoke. So right. Like for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And um, we decided, hey, let's give this a try because we love food carts. <laughs> we love food. You know, yeah, music and yeah. food is, you know, our shared passions. And I love latkes. I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, you know? that was yeah. our thinking. It's fried potatoes. You can't go wrong. Every culture <laughs> has fried potatoes because they're ubiquitous, you know. <laughs> Matter of fact, a friend of mine um, uh, brought me some latkes when, when I just when I first got out of the hospital. It was really nice. Yeah, comfort food. It is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> That's our whole goal. We're not doing like bagels and pastrami uh-huh. sandwiches and all that. We're doing the grandma style comfort food because I feel like the world needs more of that right now. Absolutely. Especially latkes. Mm-hmm. And Kanish. <laughs> and Kanish. Oh my God. Don't, don't please. Where is your, where is your, your, your cart? We are on uh, Albina Avenue between Alberta and Skidmore. So just north of uh-huh. just 
you know, where Red House on Mississippi is, it's just right up the street from that. And uh, Albina Press is right next door to us. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, we love it. it. Is it doing good? Yeah. It, we've been open for um, a year tomorrow. Tomorrow's our year anniversary. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. We survived that whole time, and yeah. we're very happy to be doing it and to be like, you know, with music, music's all about the community as well, you know, getting out and seeing people at shows and participating mm-hmm. in something together. And I feel like this was kind of our way of keeping that a part of our lives, you know, yeah, food and yeah. sharing food and culture. And it, it's kind of gotten us through. Are the gigs coming back? A little bit, you know, they kind yeah. of came back and then they kind of went away again. Because of of the, course. That's the new nature of things. But yeah. I think a lot of musicians are deciding to do less things, but better things. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. gotcha. be, you know, say yes to everything, play every gig, be busy. Right. right. Um, and that's just not really viable, at least for us anymore. I mean, we're more about like this, putting on this one show. It's going to be as excellent as we can make it. Well, you know, hopefully well attended and, and then we don't have to just be doing that every weekend, but we can. Yeah. In time. You doing a you doing week. a Billy Holiday show also? Uh, well, I did that before for the Cyber oh, Chin okay. at Alberta Rose. Okay. And I don't know. That was like, they were going to do it one year and then they canceled it and then they did it the next year as a yeah. live stream event and we participated yeah. in that, which was really wonderful. Um, we play at Corkscrew Wine Bar a lot. That's mm-hmm. our haunt. Um, Where's that? That's in Selwood. Uh huh. And they always have great groups, jazz music, but also, you know, they have anything that they consider to be good quality. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much for spending time with me. I'm sorry I had to, to delay this because of my computer problem, but that all got fixed. No worries. That's the nature of it. It is. It is. <laughs> And uh, you know, uh, I just uh, I wish I could I wish I could be there for the, the Twin Peaks thing, but I can't uh, because uh, that would really do me good. You, you're not gonna you're not gonna stream that, are you? We're not live streaming it, but we will be okay. filming it, so we will hopefully be able to release that uh, the film, Great. at least some of the songs, um, probably yeah. on YouTube. So you and we can send that to you privately. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Of your um, of your, of your available vi- uh, videos, your YouTube videos, what what do you suggest that uh, we show people? Um, well, we did an Elliot Smith cover show, yeah, and yeah. Some of those songs are on there, and of course, he's one of my favorites. Some of those are really dear to my heart. So those mm-hmm. are my favorite videos. Um, okay. We also have done. I don't have a ton of my original stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But we've done a great, we did Blue Valentine's uh, uh-huh. song. That's yeah. on YouTube as well. So that's Tom Waits makes sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, thank you very much, Rachel. I appreciate your time. And as we like to end these things by saying, that's entertainment. <laughs>